Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Uh, today we got the Queen K, uh, Miss Kylie Strickland in here. Hey, y'all. Y'all tend to like her for some fucking reason, and uh, I don't understand it, but you know, I'm, she's growing on me. She's like a weird fungus. You love me. Don't even say that. I am. You fucking love me. I don't get Snapchats or anything anymore, though, because somebody got booed up. I got to be all boyfriend, y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you're just as funny and interesting with the boyfriend. I am. Or he's got to go. He doesn't give a fuck. He, know, d- he knows. Well, that's he, good. He knows me from TikTok, so therefore he knows what he what he signed up for. How did y'all meet anyway? TikTok. So, so okay, so he has like 26,000 followers right now, but like when he had like 1,500, I followed him, and he followed me back, and then I liked one of his videos, and I was live, and he came into the live and was like... Hey, thank you for liking one of my videos or something like that. And I was like, oh, is that that cute boy from South Dakota? And then we were talking about my kids on live. And he was like, do your kids need a 28-year-old said dad? And I was like, yes, they do. He's And then that's it. That's a great love story. It is. TikTok love story. The people of TikTok love us. They love seeing us together. And they like our videos. We make some cute-ass videos together. I mean, it's all me. I'm the star of the show, of course. Well, you're going to be like that with anybody. Facts. I mean, besides me. I mean, I, I can steal the show just as much. I'm funnier than you are. Are you fucking shit, Make Fake news. Bullshit. I'm funnier fake than you news. are. I'm funnier than you are. I'm the funniest. There, no, you're not. I mean, you're not bad. Don't get me wrong. I think you're actually uh, very humorous. But uh, no, no. If we went one-on-one for who's funnier, I got you fucking whooped. This man is lying to y'all. I, he is lying straight through his teeth. I'm more creative. Ballhead uh, scallywag lying up here. See? Everybody's saying, yes, you are. Yes, you are. They're saying I'm funnier? No, they're saying me. Oh, no, no. They're saying I'm the funniest. They don't know me good yet, though. That's not true. They I've been paid to be what you get paid to, I guess. Yeah. I've been paid to host stuff and be funny, though. That's way different. You think you could be funny in front of people? Like in front of crowds? For or, sure. Do you? Yeah. Like, I'm funny. My my lives do so well because I'm funny replying back to their comments. But, the, I mean, you can tell by my TikToks. Most of my TikToks are original content, so it's funny shit that just pops in my fucking brain. Yeah, I don't I don't really do the, uh, what are they, like, duet stitches and stuff on there. I really try to come up with my own shit. Yeah, I try to do too. I try to do too. I mean, I do, like, voiceovers and stuff, too, but the majority of the, like, good TikToks that people like the most are my original, like, people love my public service announcement for the guys. Like, they love that shit. What is that? I haven't seen those. Oh, I'll be like, public service announcement for the guys. Um, hold on. What's the one I just did? Oh, yeah. If you won't date a single mom, then that is little dick energy. And what's some others I've done? And then I do the Mr. Miyagi. Like, you're not playing air guitar. You're talking about playing with you downstairs? With a clit. Yeah, yeah I saw You're not that. playing air guitar. You're Mr. Miyagi. Wax on, wax off. And... Public service announcement. If you want to get laid, all you got to do is treat us right. If you want more action, tell us how fucking sexy we are. Oh, yeah, the gray sweatpants. I did the gray sweatpants, and that caused a lot of fucking shit. Like, men were pissed at me, and they're so pissed. Because I was like, public service announcement, please do not wear gray sweatpants if they're going to be empty in the front. That's shitty. And then I do public service announcement for the ladies. Um... There are two ways to make a man happy. Keep his balls full. I mean, his balls empty and his belly full. Back to the gray sweatpants thing. You do realize that some of us are growers, not showers. 
it's just a joke, dude. My husband, my ex husband, had a little penis. It ain't the size of the bow; it's the motion of the ocean. That's what every bitch says. So she gets hold of a fucking whopper. I mean, I do prefer large dicks. See, there you go. But you're so full of shit. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. Well, that's good. I mean, I'd really hate for you to discriminate on dicks. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, any of that shit today. Today, we're doing heartfelt. Get to see a different side of you today. Hear your backstory. All the stuff you've been wanting. We were supposed to do this last time you came in here, but somebody was Captain Pissy. I was pissy. You were pissy. You had a lot going on. It just wasn't a good day for us. It wasn't a good day. Today's a good day, though. Today is a very good day. I'm in a great mood. Yesterday was my rebirth day. Yesterday was the day that I tried to kill myself, and then... Um, so like, I was like already thinking it was going to be a shitty day, but then I go to court and they were like, you don't have to do any of that. They took the anklet off. I got my license fully back. Like it was just, a did you good, get all the license took care of yesterday? Yeah. It was a good fucking day yesterday Sweet. and I needed it. Well, that's good. Well, anyway, well, we're going to start with that, I guess. Uh, I guess we're going to find out who, uh, who the person behind TikTok fucking is and, uh, and all that good stuff. But before I know they already have it, but drop your social media shit. Official.Kylie.Strick on Instagram and Kylie Strickland 3 on TikTok. Also, OnlyFans.com slash Kylie Strickland 3. I'm over you. <laughs> Fuck I, I almost like you better when you were in a bad mood. <laughs> You're way too fucking jolly right now. It's amazing what dick will do to you. Facts. God, I'm sick of you. <laughs> Don't be you need to tell some of them followers over there that if anyone wants to come make me feel that way, I'm completely fine with it. He needs some poontang. Some nasty. He needs his dick sucked. God, do I. Sloppy top. Absolutely. Okay. Serious time. Well, right. We're supposed to be serious. All we can ever talk about is fucking. I know. It's not but, me. It's you. No, it's you. No, it's you. No, you're more of a pervert than I am. And I'm, I'm just a- trying to promote my OnlyFans. Okay. All. I'm just trying to get laid. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what ifs? Let's do this. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of OnlyFans, how come you haven't brought that one chick back with you anymore? I haven't been since then. Oh, right. have you? I did that one. I did oh, that one pissy day. day. Pissy, yeah. She's asked me a couple times about coming to do the show with you. She won't. Next week we need to do conspiracy theories, and we'll go. We'll. We're living in a fucking conspiracy theory right now, facts. anyway. So yeah, by the end of next week, before we'll fucking, we get into that, <laughs> yeah, we'll end up talking about that all the oh, whole no time. No shit. I'll tell you what. Let's do this next week. Uh, actually, that'll work out perfect. The inauguration is the twentieth. Okay, so yeah. We're doing it. We'll sit here and we'll have on live uh, the inauguration and shit. And we'll talk about conspiracy theories as it's happening. Okay, I'm with it. Okay, don't back out. Don't get COVID again. Or uh, I don't think or I that, had COVID. Or that dick disease. But dude, I felt like shit. Like. Oh no, you looked horrible when I you FaceTimed me. I felt like shit. And I mean that with all due respect. I like but really, you bad. literally felt like I really was like, oh shit, I think I have COVID. Because I couldn't smell shit. So I was like getting up every few minutes trying to smell the wax melts in my house. And then I was like, let me order some food. If I order some Chick-fil-A, I'll know. Like if I can't taste it, if it don't taste how it usually tastes for me, I'll know that I have COVID. But I didn't. I thought I got COVID like two days after you were here. Or two days after you told me you couldn't come, I went to a rock concert. I had some guys in here on Friday and they were playing the Blue Room on Saturday. Well, they played in front of like a thousand people. And I'm on stage, hammered with them the whole time, having a good time, hollering at these college girls. And some of them treated me like their grandpa and some of them didn't. You're a fucking ho-ho. I'm a ho-ho. I can't help it. I like women. 
I mean, you got to do what you got to do when you're I mean, single. I mean, no judgment because I, I was a ho-ho too. It's y'all. okay. It's okay. It's hard. God made me too pretty. And you got the beard too, like Santa, let's dye it white. Yeah, that worked everywhere that I've ever been besides a college bar. Yeah, because women, we don't, women low-key don't like beards. No, no, they like mine. They do. I've made a fucking career off of a beard. I guess. And being very big personality and funny and, see, why you got to be bitch? I'm not bitching. I'm just playing. You'd have rode this beard at one point in time, so I ought to hear it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. That's a, you can go ahead and talk all the shit you want to. You'd have saddled the fuck up if I'd have said, let's go. Facts. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And don't say it was just because of my personality. It had a lot to do with it. Oh, my personality is the only thing that gets me like. Usually beards and bald are like my will not, cannot, will not do it. I, I make it look good. You do pull it off. Thank you. I, but it's, it, I look like I was meant to look this way. And it's a ginger beard, too. You do. Yeah. I feel that. You do look some like people. You, yeah. Some people have beards and bald heads, and it just didn't look natural. It looks like I would look stupid any other way. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. I don't even think that you could pull it off, like, to the face. Like, if you just, like, trimmed it to the face. Uh, I don't even think I don't it would think look I good can on either. there. I mean, honestly, I don't. But, uh. See, you got it. it. looks good now. They wanted to see you. They're like, can we right. see him? Can we see him? <laughs> uh, well, tell them they can follow me on social media. Yeah, follow him on social media. Uh, Jay, you, go ahead. You tell them. You never dropped yours. I did. I dropped it earlier. Oh, on Not here. Not while we were talking. Oh, well, if you are happen to be listening on TikTok, it's JLTerry1987. And on Instagram and Snapchat, it's JLTerry87 because I fucked up and they're not all the same. Yep, you did fuck up. No, I do it a lot. You well. See? It took us 10 minutes to get fucking actually started with this show, but let's get started. All right, let's get started. So, one thing that me and you have in common is the fact that we both have been through uh, some dark days in our life and some uh, attempts and stuff that we're not very proud of, but I think they've made us both better people. Uh, So, one thing that everybody needs to know from TikTok to Snapchat to all the stuff, the people that follow us, is we're no different than them. We've had our dark days. It's just we didn't let... Our demons control us. We ended up controlling our demons. We didn't let our trauma define us. We defined our trauma. And uh, that's one. That's probably the only reason I actually like you is uh, because you've been through a lot of shit. And uh, you got an outlook like I do. It's- I feel like that's what makes us the way that we are. Because we have very similar personalities. And I feel like it's the trauma. Like when people are like, how are you so funny? I'm like, it's the trauma. It is. It's, it's ca- the trauma. It, there is. A, you know, there's a term for it. It's called trauma bonding. Called PTSD. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but the reason why me and you get along so good is because like we can identify trauma within each other. And it's just like, okay, well, fuck it. This person's not going to judge me. I can be myself around them. I can talk shit. I can have a good time. And their demons and uh, the shit they've been through ain't no worse than mine. So you can't be judged. Agreed. Okay. So uh, a lot of people already know my story, but we'll kind of go back and forth. I want to start with yours. So give us a... Uh, the darker days, Kylie. The you know. I'm just gonna start from the fucking beginning. You start from the beginning, darling. All right. So I grew up with my mom, just my mom, because I've never, I didn't know who my real dad was until I was 27, and I'll get into that. But my mom married who I call my dad when I was like four. So from here, so from you know birth to four years old, I didn't know who my real dad was, and it was just me and my mom. But my mom's mom, my Nana, so that y'all know I'm going to call her Nana from here on out. My Nana was a really big, I mean, drug dealer, drug addict, crack. 
I can hear that. I didn't mean for you to hear that. <sighs> Drug dealer, like crack addict, dealer, all of the above. Um, my mom has like, you know, honestly, I don't even know how many siblings my mom has. And they just found out that they have a new sibling like two years ago. So my mom, my Nana gave birth in prison to one of my uncles who has now passed away. So, I mean, as you can tell, like my Nana was, was some shit. Like she, she was that bitch. But when I was born, so we were living with my Nana, but she was still doing her crack shit. And see, like my mom doesn't really drink ever. She claims that she's never done any drugs. And I think that it's because when you have a parent who like my mom was like seven years old and taking at home, taking care of like newborn children while my Nana, while my Nana was at the bar getting shitty fucking drunk. So. They say that when you have like a parent who is a really bad addict and stuff like that, you either go down that same road or you just completely stray away from it. And my mom just completely like strayed away from it. See, that that's what happened with me and my family is uh, my sister became an addict. My father is uh, probably an alcoholic if he's not. Uh, I mean, he's an alcoholic. My mom is an addict and my sister became an addict. Uh, she lives uh, at a rehab center now as a house mother. She's been there for a couple of years, but I've never done drugs. Yeah, I've never wanted to. How it goes. I've never wanted to. Like I'm scared of them. Like I've seen what it does to people, and I've always wanted to stay the fuck away from and them. And they always say that it skips a generation. So like my mom, well, I've never like been hard on drugs, but I've done weed, like smoked weed. I've done cocaine. That's not a drug. Drink beer. Weed is definitely not. A Co- drug. Coke might be considered. Coke is, Coke, Coke's a drug. Coke's definitely a drug. But I feel like my mom didn't do it because she grew up never seeing it. And then I feel like I did it because I grew up never seeing it. So it's like, I feel like I went the opposite direction. Like I saw, okay. So like my Nana, um, one time we went to California cause that's where they're from. My mom and they're, they're all from Modesto, California. One time I was like, I mean, little, like two or three. And we went to California with my grandma. I went with her, there with my Nana and we went to get crack. And like, of course, this is like, you know, in the 90s. So it's not as like, you know, security isn't so bad this time. Well, she had like all the crack taped up under her shirt in little baggies. And my blanket, I used to have this blanket that I carried around everywhere. Well, it got stuck in the escalator and we like went tumbling down the escalator. So like people and like security and all are like running to us and asking us if we're okay. And I'm just like, Nana, is the crack okay? Like at like oh, two or three years you old. You were dry snitching at three years old. A snitch. Oh shit, I'd have gave you back. A snitch. And then I remember once like my Nana was telling me that um she used to tell me all the time like not to mess with her little baggies that she would like, you know, put it in to distribute or whatever. And one time my mom was at work. She was bartending. It was late at night. The police raided the house. Well, my Nana took out, like, out the back door, running from the police. And I'm just in the fucking house chilling. And the police are, like, picking up the baggies and stuff. And so the police were, I told the police at, like, three years old, I'm like, um, you better leave my Nana's damn baggies alone or she's going to whoop your damn ass. So I assume that's what my Nana told me all the time. Like, you better leave my baggies alone or I'm going to whoop your ass. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I've been through the shit. Like, I don't know. So my mom always like says that it skips a generation. And that's why I did what I did. I can remember my Nana, like my, she would call my mom, like my Nana, like hot from like 
family member to family member staying with them. And my mom at one point like completely cut her off and didn't want anything to do with her. And my Nana called and asked, um, I was really close with my Nana. Like my Nana like spoiled the shit out of me because for so long, like my mom lived with her and helped her. Like once my Nana got out of prison and like, um, like redid her life or got sober or whatever. Um, my mom like lived with her, like right after she had me, my mom was like 21 or 22, I think when she had me, but we lived with my Nana. So I was always like the closest to my Nana compared to like my other siblings, because after a while, my mom cut her off. Like when my mom started dating my dad, who I call my dad, he's not my biological dad, but he's been there since I was four. Once she started dating him, she kind of cut my Nana off and, but I've always been the closest to her, but I can remember one time she had called my mom and asked my mom if we, if she could come live with us for a little bit, stay with us or whatever. And my mom was like, no, she, no, you can't blah, blah, blah. I didn't know that my mom told her no. And to be quite honest, I didn't give a fuck, but my Nana called me and I was like, yeah, you can come stay with me. You can come sleep in the bed with me. Well, good job. This is my favorite story. So my mom, my Nana came and stayed. She came and stayed. This is like, this is, I was probably like 17, 18 at the time of when this happened. And this is like, this was when I realized why my mom had cut her off and why my mom did what she did. So she had come to stay with us and we went to go eat Chinese and she left her jacket at the Chinese place. That's something you're going to know for in the future of the story. So she left her jacket at the, at the place. It was like November, December. Well, she said that she wanted to go visit the bar and see her friends where she used to live because she where she used to live there was like a little saloon right in front of her house so we went by there to see her friend we stayed there for like two fucking hours and she got shitty fucking drunk shitty drunk (laughs) so then she's in the car and she's like moaning in pain like oh like i need to go to the hospital so like i had never been around anyone that was like an alcoholic or drank that heavily because my mom didn't do it and my dad didn't do it so i like took her ass to the hospital and i pulled up and i was like do you want me to park and walk you inside or do you want someone to come out here and get you and she was like um she said, no, take me to the door and get someone to come out there and get me. So I go to the door. I go inside and I get someone to come out there. And then when they come out there, she's like, no, don't fucking touch me. Get your hands off of me. And I was never been so fucking embarrassed. And then on top of that, at the time, I was talking to a guy whose dad was a doctor in the ER. Oh, shit. And then guess who comes walking out the fucking door? <laughs> the guy I was talking to. And my Nana's over here acting like a fucking fool. And finally, we just left the hospital because she wouldn't get out of the fucking car. So we left the hospital. And on the way home, she fucking puked all in my car. All the Chinese food, like chunks of broccoli, like everywhere. And it stunk so bad. So bad. So I rolled all the fucking windows down. I had on my jacket. I rolled all the fucking windows down. And she was like, roll the windows up. It's cold. I'm like, nope, because I ain't smelling that fucking puke, my guy. Like, no, no. And after that, I was just like, I can see why my mom did what she did and why she cut her off and my mom always tried to save her because i remember turning 21 and bringing home like a bottle of fireball my mom poured that shit down the fucking drain thinking it was my nana's because my nana was staying with us she was thinking it was my nana's and just poured that shit down the drain i was fucking pissed but i could see why my mom did yeah same same thing with my family like we didn't (laughs) know for the longest time why my uncle and my granddaddy kind of gave up on my mama 
when when I say gave up on her, like they just they just didn't give a fuck. Like you could tell, like every word that came out of her mouth, they thought was a lie. And for the longest time, it's like, why are they treating their sister and their daughter like that? I didn't get it until I got to be an adult. And then when I got to be an adult and I started realizing, like, all right, she's doing this shit to me. She's doing this to my dad. She's doing this to all of us. There's a reason why they cut her off. It, And it, it's hard because you like, don't realize it until you get older. Yeah. Like, there's only so many chances a person should get. I feel like everybody should get second, third, fourth chance. But there's eventually going to come a time that where you've got to realize that the only way to help somebody is to just cut them off. You got to cut like, them off. They got to find their own way. Mm-hmm. You can only like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't help them. Well, no, ad, no so, so. addict, no addict wants to get helped or get saved until they're ready. You can talk to them till you're blue in the face, but until they're ready, they're not going to get help. You can take them to every rehab center in the world, yeah, pay for just it, keep and, relapsing. Yeah, you've got to want to change. There's a girl. Uh, I'm definitely not saying her name because I still think the world of her. There's a girl we went to high school with. Hold on. Y'all, what I'm telling y'all about the jacket is Nana didn't have the car, didn't have the jacket in the car on the way home. So when she threw up in the car, she was cold. And I rolled the windows down, she was fucking freezing. I had my jacket on, I'm fine. She's complaining the whole way home about how cold she is. It's November, December. No, I'm gonna teach you how to tell a story. You when you, you, it's called a wraparound. I can't help it. I go here, there, everywhere. No, no, no. It, it was good. You started off with uh, you remember the jacket. Well, I figured that was fucking common sense. It like, wasn't. We're in the car. It wasn't because you you talk so much in between. We're in the car and it's it, cold. You should have at the end of be like, well, if the bitch would have le- not left her jacket at Chinese, she wouldn't have been cold. She would have thrown up in my car, Chinese. She wouldn't have been cold. Well, yeah, you got that too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's a there's a girl um, that we went to high school with. This girl has she was beautiful. I'm talking about absolutely beautiful. Uh, she always was ever since we was little. And uh, she has been to rehab in prison. I can't tell you how many times. And if you just saw this girl when we were young, you'd have been like, no, nah, this bitch is like going to be a doctor, going to be a lawyer, going to be something. That's usually how it happens, though. I'm telling you, like smart, good family. And uh, I swear she can't stay out. She can't leave it alone. And I feel bad for her, and I, I've tried, even tried to like reach out before and like talk to her because I was even like tonight we've got our suicide prevention meetings on Wednesday, and uh, I've been like I would like for her to come be around people, but her family doesn't have anything to do with her. So it's like if your family doesn't have anything to do with you, then they know you're not ready yet, and there's no point in anybody trying to help. And they won't even see those signs. Like they don't even think like, okay, my family don't want shit to me. Don't nobody wants shit to do with me. But I'm still just going to keep living the life that I am and not care. Well, it sucks. But, I mean, I think it's a necessary evil, though. I think people have to. Oh, definitely. I think it has to be like you got to cut people off. Like, at this point in my life, like, not even just people with addiction, just people who are toxic in general, you got to get the fuck up out of my life. Well, you don't. Like, my mental health depends on it. Well, you don't have but one life. And you've been down some roads like I've been down. And you know how easy it is to fall back into a negative mindset. Oh, for sure. And the people, if you don't keep positive people around you, then you're going to fall very easily back into that negative mindset. You are the people you hang around with. Yeah. That's it. You can judge your future by the friends you keep. Look at your three best friends. Where they are in life or where they're headed in life is where you're going to end up headed. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good rule. Mm -hmm. That is a very good, well, that means I'm end up up in Nashville, probably an alcoholic, but. You are an alcoholic. I am not an alcoholic. Hey, you know how I know I'm not an alcoholic? 
ain't never had an ankle bracelet on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. It's funny to me. No, no, you could have took that joke. Uh, but anyway, so after that, where this is, uh, we're talking about our dark days today. After that, with the with your grandma in that situation, how did it keep evolving to where you got to where you were at this time last year? You know, I really don't even know how I got to where. Like, I didn't never really smoke weed, or like I didn't start smoking weed till I was like eighteen, and I didn't drink until like I was twenty six years old. Um, I honestly think it was my fucking marriage. Like it was the toxic ass marriage that was that I was in that made me I don't know, I guess I was looking for like some kind of outlet because it got to where I was working at my family's restaurant at night and I just didn't want to fucking What's the go name home. of the restaurant, by the way? Pizza Villa in LaGrange. Okay. Um I didn't want to go home at night to that motherfucker. Like I would do anything to not have to go home to him. So I'd get off at night. He's already at home. The kids are already in bed. I don't want to be around him. So what's the fucking point of me going home? None. Relationship just bad or none. Um, I mean, he mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically just abused me. Like I remember being like eight months pregnant and I ate like a whole sleeve of Oreos out of it. And he literally slapped one out of my hand and was like, you're never going to go back to your pre-baby weight if you keep eating like that. Oh, I'd have punched him in the fucking face. So it was a lot of just like emotional abuse. And um, I mean, he just talked to me like a fucking dog. Like a, and at first it was, it wasn't like that at first. And I honestly don't know what changed. Like how I, long were, how long were y'all? Married by this point. And what age did y'all get married? Okay, so we got married when I was like 22, 23, I think. And he's a year older than me, so he was like 24. Um, So, like, when we were married, like, when I – I know how to choose good-ass men. It's not like I married a piece of shit man. Yeah. So, um, when I met him, like, I had never met a more southern gentleman, take care of his woman – love hard as shit man in my life and then like three years into it is when he started treating me like shit and i actually moved out and got my own apartment and i let him like cry and like tell me to come back and all this other kind of shit so i broke the lease on the apartment moved back in with him and then for the next three years i just like put up with it and i like begged for effort and attention to and like communication and like for us to work it out because I don't believe in divorce. Like I never did. Like when I got married, my intention wasn't to get a divorce. So after a while, I just threw in the towel and was like, I can't fucking like, I can't be the only one that's putting in effort to make this marriage work. And then one night he threw a steak knife at me because his steak was cooked medium instead of medium rare. Cause I was like dealing with the kids that I just like, that was it. That was his last straw for me. Yeah. Yeah. I- he cheated on me as well. So it's like, you can only put up with so much. Well, you shouldn't put up, have to put up with anything. Um, every relationship is going to be hard, but it's the person that you pick. If they're the right person, even those hard times are easy. Like, they're not, not necessarily. But people change up on you. Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's like, why. You know, that but, man was perfect. Yeah, but y'all got married as kids. For sure. I will guarantee you, the older you get, if you marry somebody that is your age or above, after you've had time to actually figure out, never marry anybody unless they already have their career in line. And I don't mean that for money-wise. Well, that's another thing. Let me tell you what this motherfucker did. So, 
right out of he right after he got out of high school, he went to like marine mechanic school. So he worked on like boats and jet skis and four wheelers and shit. And then he got burnt out on that shit. That motherfucker came home one day. He met a guy. He worked on a guy's Polaris at the place that he worked at doing the working on shit. He met a guy that was the like general manager for LaGrange Toyota. And he let, he is very gullible. My ex-husband is very gullible, very like, will just believe anyone wants to see the good in everything and blah, blah, blah. He let that guy talk him into coming there and selling cars. And you have to know my, my ex-husband's personality because I tend to get with the complete opposite of me. Like he's very laid back, very, um, not as outgoing as I, he does not have a car salesman personality. Uh, so he let this motherfucker talk him into coming there and selling cars. And he did all this behind my fucking back <laughs> and just came home one day and was like, Hey, I quit my job today at the, at the Marine place. I'm going to go sell cars. And at this point, I had just had a child, like just had a child. So I wasn't working no more. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh, no, I'd have been pissed. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And um, so that caused like a big, that was around the time where I moved out the first time or the only time. But um, first off, you don't make fucking life decisions like that without talking to your fucking partner about it. Yeah. You don't come home and say, hey, I quit my job and now I'm going to sell cars where it's not guaranteed money and we have all these kids to raise. You don't do that shit. No, 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 no. But, I mean, that, that kind of gets back to the point I was trying to make. It's until you find somebody that actually knows what they're going to do the rest of their life, you really don't need to marry them for, for just the fact that the stability. Until you have had an argument in a relationship and it's about money, you've not had a fucking argument in a relationship. For sure. Cheating is one thing, but until you sit there and you argue about bills. Agreed. Then you don't know what you're dealing with. And being with somebody that's financially unstable, I uh, can't. I will not do it. You can't. I will not date anyone who is not financially. That's stable. why I don't understand broke ass people marrying broke ass people. Like that's like I understand love and people saying, "Oh, all you need is love." No, no, fuck you don't. No, you don't. No, you need a lot more. Love ain't enough. You got to have someone like okay. So I had a friend that I recently had a falling out with, and she talks about all the time about how she's ready to get married and she, you know, she's ready to be a mom. First off, she's twenty years old, so obviously that's not true. But I just let her think that she was ready. Well, she started talking to this guy who didn't have a fucking job, who just sat around and. Play fucking video games all day. And I'm sitting here like. Yeah. What? It doesn't make sense to me either. I to be will with not you. date anyone if they don't have a fucking job. Like at this point, I don't even care if you work at McDonald's, baby. Like if she would have dated somebody that was fucking working at McDonald's, that would have been better than nobody sitting on their ass playing fucking video games all day. Not, but the older women get men are always going to be wired fucking stupid. I'm 33 years old and I think I got my shit halfway together, but I'm still stupid. I still see ball, want to hit ball, see a nice ass, I want to grab it. I'm just, I'm a piece of shit. Don't know what to tell you, I got monkey brain. But women, y'all are at this age when you're young to where you see a guy that's got, I don't know, six-pack abs, big dick, all this stuff, but don't have a job. But that guy's always got a girlfriend. The drug dealer always has a girlfriend. The guy who don't have shit going for him, but uh, somehow he's good looking, he's always going to have a girlfriend, right? But then you meet guys, that's what women like when they're younger. But that guy always helps me and my kind get laid because once you get fucked over by that guy, he ruins your credit. 
He uh, leaves you with a kid. He leaves you breaking leases. He leaves you with a car payment. He leaves you with all this stuff that is in his name. Then you start getting smart. Then you start getting smart. It sucks that some women have to go through that because they're physically attracted to somebody. But I feel like old, like I feel like cougars will like date a man to take care of one. But that's a cougar. And I can't. You know, but you know why cougars are like. I think they're just lonely. No, no. Most cougars, most cougars. Their husband, their, kids their husband, their husband either passed away and they're single for the first time in an extremely long time, or they got treated like shit for so long by so many men or their husband or whatever that when they finally do get single in their forties or their fifties and they're a good looking woman, they're going to be around men that they can train, that they can tell them what to do and those men are going to do it. You don't ever see a cougar being around somebody that tells them what to do. They like to be the ones in charge because they've never been in charge in their life. But lives. I'm the same way. Like, I'm the alpha in my relationship. Yeah, but you've got, what, how many kids? Four? Yeah. Okay, and you're making your own money, a very independent woman. You you are 28 years old, correct? Mm, 29. 20, whatever. I'm fucking close enough. Same. You're 29. But you probably mentally are in your late 30s. Oh, for sure, because I've been through so much shit. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably why you have that mentality. You're not going to date anybody or be with anybody you don't think you can somewhat kind of control or at least control the situations with them. Yeah. But, I, but I'm the same way. But I don't want nobody to be a pushover either. Like, there's, I need that happy medium. Like, I need you to be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, sometimes. Until they're like, bitch, shut the fuck up, and then you snap on them. Facts. You're You're an alpha. Facts. No, no. It's, it's you, Every woman says they want that. Like, somebody put them in their place until guess what? I'm going to talk shit until, until I'm six you, feet under. Until you get put in your fucking place. <clears throat> the second a man puts you in your place, you know what you're going to do? You're going to snap them fingers and you're going to say, oh, no, motherfucker. That is not how you're talking to me. Yeah, that's right. And then you demasculate the man. That's probably and, true. Yeah. I'll like, talk a lot of shit and I'm ruthless. Like, oh, you no, piss no. me off. No, no, there's no chance now. I'm fucking ruthless. Yeah. I'm about to call you out on your shit and be mean as mean can be. Well, you seem like the type. Yeah. But I don't know. That's I don't see you being fucking you don't want a doormat, but you damn sure don't want nobody to tell you what to do either. True. See, I want just a happy medium. It's hard to find. But it's it. hard to find. It's hard to find. That's, I'm the same way. I love toxic women. I can have a completely sane person good looking to my left, and I can have a toxic fucking bitch on my right that's gonna ruin my life. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to the toxic one. And I don't know why. I think it's because we crave excitement. Probably. Like, it's so boring, but like there's sometimes where I, I do want to fight. I, I, like yeah, I'll start fights just to fight. I can't no. I hate that shit now. No, 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 no. I hate fucking somebody who just starts a fight to fight. Like if it's fucking boring, like if I'm just sitting on the couch chilling, I'm about to bicker about something. No, no I can't do that. I don't do it all the time though, but every once in a while I need some fucking excitement. I can't be in a boring relationship. It cannot be boring. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some excitement to it, or I'm going to fucking make my own excitement, and that usually leads to me being a piece of shit. I can see that. I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, but anyway, I got to take a piss break. You want to take too. a smoke break? Yeah, I, I right, need to. We'll be right back. And we're back from piss break and smoke break number one. <coughs> I, hate, like- I, I hate that you smoke. <laughs> I know. It, I can't. That's one thing I'll never give up, though. You don't think you'll ever give I, up smoking? I will not ever. It's like, okay. So, like, I quit when I'm pregnant, but it's like the second that child is out of the womb, I'm craving a fucking cigarette. 
Really? Craving. Like, got to have it. Like, I literally go downstairs at the hospital and smoke a cigarette. Uh, that's unhealthy. It's not. My family, my mother and father smoked from day one of my life until I was eight. Well, they still smoke. But as long as I was living there. Let me tell you, I might have smoked three, four cigarettes in my entire life. I can't go in places that smell like cigarettes. I, Believe I, me, I know. I, you I jumped hate, in my car and was like, Oh, that's why we fucking. It stinks in I, there. I know. That's why I told you he was riding in my truck. No. But you let me smoke in your truck. Yeah, but it doesn't smell like I'm fucking sitting in an ashtray either. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, my grandfather smoked five packs a day. Five. That's a hundred cigarettes. A day? A day. How old yes. is he? He's passed. Oh, well. Because he got lung cancer and then it went to his brain. But That's I why you don't still, smoke five packs of cigarettes a day. I, but I still smoke. I remember my dad. Let me tell you what my sister did. So when we used to go to my dad's for the weekend, we lived with my mom. And then we'd go to my dad's house for the weekend. Well, at my mom's house, I would like, I would smoke a cigarette and then put it out and put the butt in like this little like earring jewelry box thing. And so when we went to my dad's, I would put it in my bag and take it with me to my dad's so that my mom wouldn't like get nosy and go through my room <laughs> and find it. Well, I bet I your was, mom has found some good shit in your room before. Uh, facts. Facts. You seem like the, uh, the first time I had sex, I got like busted. Like, Did you really? Yes. First time I ever got a head, I got busted. You told me. You told me about it. Yeah. Fucking first. That's weird. Yeah. So I would put it in my bag and go, we'd go to my dad's. Well, on Father's Day, of all places, I mean, of all days, <laughs> I were at my dad's house, but I was at Pizza Villa at our family's restaurant working. Well, my sister found it in my bag and took it to my dad and said, Happy Father's Day. Oh, your sister's a bitch. A big one. What the fuck? Yep. And so at this time, this is like right when my grandpa is like starting to go like deteriorate. And I remember my dad coming up there and just like giving me this like long lecture about how, you know, you, sh- you don't need to smoke and look at your grandpa and what he's going through and all this other kind of stuff. And <clears throat> I mean, it never, I remember one time I was like 16 years old. Like my dad would beat our ass. And I'm my last ass whooping, I was probably like 17, almost 18. So he beat our ass. Well, I remember someone telling him that they saw me smoking going down the road. And at the time, I had I really had quit smoking. So he's sitting there, he found out about it, and he's like literally beating my ass, like whooping me with a belt until I admit that I smoke cigarettes. And so at this point, I'm not smoking cigarettes, and I'm just sitting here like, I don't, I swear I don't smoke cigarettes. And he's still just whooping my ass. And my stepmom was like, Stop, just stop. And I'm like, I really don't smoke cigarettes. And eventually he stopped. But at the time, I really wasn't smoking cigarettes anymore. And so I'm just sitting there getting my ass just tore up. And I mean, if I was smart, I would have been like, I don't, I do. Okay. I did. I do. I do. I do. I do smoke. But I'm like so stubborn where I'm not admitting to something that I don't fucking do. Like I will not do it. So he's just sitting there beating my ass and he gave me a lecture, but I'll never like, that's just one thing I can't give up because if me without a cigarette, you think I'm a bitch already? Like me without a cigarette, if I don't have cigarette food or dick, no, I've seen you without the dick. Yeah. You were you were kind of crabby. For sure. Well, I'm glad you're getting it now. Yeah. Uh, last time I got my ass, I'm talking about tore the fuck up. Uh, I don't know how it is for the rest of men in this world, but when I discovered porn, it destroyed my uh, my life and my wrist. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, 
There used to be growing up. This is like how old people used to say, like I had to walk five miles to school with no shoes on. Well, to watch our porn kids, we had to get pay per views and uh, off the old satellite dishes and everything. Me and my friends ran up about three or four times between seventh and ninth grade, like three hundred fucking dollar. Why did you just use that one channel? I remember on cable there used by this one Cinemax. channel where the static would like go oh, through, no, no, but no, every no. once in a while you could see titties. No, 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 because I'm a sick fuck even back then. Like I was like, I've got to see penetration. Oh my god! But then I didn't realize like porn used to be like twenty dollars for a two hour movie, and I wouldn't watch but like at least five minutes of it. Yeah, because the, I hate all that. Like I'll fast forward even now on Pornhub. Like oh, I'm fast forwarded. Like I don't want to see all this shit leading up to it. Like I want to see his dick go in. Her. I, you want to you want to hear something funny? Let's hear it. I'm on a porn break. I have decided to quit watching porn. I, I did about uh, I don't know. What is the reason? Okay, so there's some studies out now that why men have such a hard time with relationships and being okay with just like normal sex is because porn has fucked our brains up. Well, normal sex is boring. So well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about like that, but like there's a difference in normal sex and porn sex. Like I don't watch the lovey-dovey porn. Like I'm watching somebody get fucking railed. But that's what I like. Okay, okay. But I don't like slow, so we're different. Oh, no, no, because no. Because I don't I like, like I the like slow, passionate, passionate No, no, no. I, no, like I am that. big into passionate sex. I want to get taken to pound town every uh-uh. single time. Well, see, that's what all women say, but guess what? If I go straight to pound town as soon as we get there, you know how long we're lasting? Enough for the first stop in pound town. We're not getting <laughs> past the first goddamn exit. Like, it's not that way for men, especially if you got the good vajayjay. Like, especially if it's a good one, you're not getting very far with Pound Town. Believe me, I know. I'm going with, I'm with a man who hasn't had sex until me in like a year. Yeah. So I know all about the first stops. Yeah, no. But gradually we're getting better. But yes, I do have very good vajayjays. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for that. We (laughs) we all needed clarification. Uh, But no, like, I'm taking a break from it because uh, I feel like when I do uh, get around somebody and I do sleep with them, I'm expecting them to live up to... The porn expectations. Yeah, yeah, that would be like me walking on a baseball field, and just because you watch MLB, you expect me to fucking hit a dinger every time. Yeah. It fucks your brain up. There's a lot of people like... uh, I've read a lot about this lately, and porn has just... Which in your... uh, With OnlyFans or whatever, I hope yours keeps doing good, but... It's still doing... But also, too, your OnlyFans is probably real. Like, it's... It, it's probably different than porn in a very good way. For sure. It's in a very good way. I don't think watching what you do would mess somebody up. I think the stuff that I watch, like, I watch some crazy shit. Like what? I don't know. Like what is crazy? I always like seeing lesbians go to town on each other with, like, a lot of toys. and I'm Just not t- them? I'm no not, men in I'm there? not big on But if I do watch it, he's got to have a slong. Uh, he's got to he's got to be railing a okay, bitch. Okay, Joe Exotic, have you have you seen? I know what you're finna ask me, and if it makes me gay, then I'm gay. You I'm gay. queer. I'm, I'm sorry, you I don't gay. care. I'm not watching. If I wanted to, why watch... why do you think that is though? Because like people on my OnlyFans will be like, so like there's a video on my OnlyFans of me getting fucked by a guy, and he doesn't have like a small one, but he doesn't have like an absolutely big one either. No. But they're like, we need to see you with a bigger dick. We need to see you with a bigger dick, and I'm like. <sighs> But why? Why do you do you want to? But maybe it's, it's just because you know I, I can take it. I don't go to movies to watch my life. 
I don't, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't go to the theater to watch my life story. Okay, makes sense. Okay, so if I'm watching porn, I don't, I don't want to see me fuck. If I wanted to see me fuck, I'd record some shit and then I'd go back and watch it. I see. Yeah, man, you always want to, you know. It is what it is. I still stand by Joe Exotic with that whole gay shit, though. I still feel like if you're watching porn and you would rather watch somebody with a... With are you a, back on live? No, I'm not on live. What are you doing? Michael's on there. Oh, tell Michael I said hey. And he's like, Michael, Josh says hey. He's Hi, alive. Michael. I'm talking to your old lady about getting reeled. <laughs> he said thumbs up. But he was like tying his shorts, so you know, I had to take a little minute to... Oh, uh, Okay. You know. Don't be getting fucking distracted. Michael, behave. <laughs> Tell him next time he's down to come do the show. I told him. I want to know what it's like to be uh, your boyfriend. My boyfriend? Because I'm never going to fucking find out. <laughs> so I would It's li- a hard job, but someone's I want to hear from this guy. I would like to hear from him next time. But no, Joe Exotic, he he made us all feel a little gay. He did because every every guy, heterosexual guy, was like, oh, shit. So shit. I, I I do like to see the big dicks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird. I just I'm, I'm I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't want to see an overweight fat guy with a medium sized penis railing a model. I, I don't. Know I don't. I mean, but I also don't watch a whole lot of guys in my porn. There's very rare. See, like I watch like uh, female, female, male threesomes, mm-hmm. but I would not. I know we've talked about this. I, w- I would not at all. I would, and I want you know I have a really bad like I've got a bone to pick with with Pornhub because when I'm getting like when I'm doing doggy I don't like to be the one like I don't want to be backing it up I want him to oh god shut up I'm serious I want him to grab my hips and just there ought to be an award for women that while you're in that position that tell you to hold still and them do the work I agree there ought to be an award there also be an award for women who just suck dick with doesn't want anything in return I do love to suck dick. But when I'm like, when I'm flat on my stomach on the bed and he's on like straddling me from the back, I like to do the movement then because I can get it real tight and real deep on there. But when you're, when I'm doggy, I we, want you to fucking grab We rolled my back to fucking sex. We didn't even mean I know, to. I know. I know. We're All right, let's go back. Let's yeah, go let's back. go back let's because go back. Uh, everybody's heard about you getting railed several times. A few of them have seen it. Oh, well. subscribe. I don't. I to, can't. To my OF. I can't. You've seen it, though. But you haven't seen me getting real. But you've seen my nudes. Well, yeah. Well, now I don't feel uncomfortable with your boyfriend on the phone. Uh, I mean, it's... it's I don't care. Is. I don't care. I'd have... I have I, over 2,000 subscribers. Somebody has seen me butt-ass naked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go back to what caused you to fucking be like this. Let's talk about <laughs> some more trauma. Holy shit. Uh... I don't know. Fucking tell daddy us. Daddy issues. Let's go there. there. Go. Let's go there. It's daddy fucking issues. segue. It's Perfect daddy fucking segue. All right. So you were telling me before that you had to find your dad. Yes. Uh, okay. Or that you wanted to find your dad. So, so, all right. So the guy that I call my dad is my dad, will forever be my dad, and we're real close now. But when we, when him and my mom got divorced, like, he really only came around when it was time for me to play ball and discipline me. Like, those were the two times. And then he got married. And I'm closer. I just burped. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I know. Closer. It's in my fucking ear. Though. I know. I'm sorry. And I smell it. They can probably hear it, too, though. Well, anyway. So, at the time, I didn't like my stepmom. Like, I really felt like my dad, like, put put me and my sister on the back burner for my stepmom and her kids 
and like their family. So, you know, that caused a lot of daddy issues when you're not getting really any attention from like when you don't have a man that's showing you how women should be treated that, I mean, that causes daddy issues straight up the job. And we're a lot closer now and whatever, but how did um, you find him? Okay. So my real dad, how I found him, I had asked my mom, like growing up, like I always wanted to know who my real dad was, who my real dad was, who he was. And she'd never tell me. She always said he wasn't a good man. I later come to find out that's a lie. But I remember my crackhead Nana that we were talking about. She told me somebody one time. So I looked him up on Facebook and I found him. I did a DNA test with him. Turns out he wasn't my dad. So years go by, years go by, and those ancestry DNA tests come out. And I did one. I took one. And when when you take those and you're you're up your results come back, you know, it tells you where you're from, for what percentage, blah, blah, blah. But it also links you to people who have also taken that test. And it will there's like certain numbers. And like the higher the number, the more related to them you are. Well, <coughs> my mom's sisters had taken a test. So it was really easy for me to figure out <coughs> which people it was really easy for me to figure out who I was related to from my mom's side and who I was related to from my bio dad's side because my mom, like I did, I looked at the shared matches between my aunts and me and like ruled all those people out. And then there were people like random people that I had matched to that I had like nothing in common with, with my aunts. So the, my closest match was, which is my great uncle on my biological dad's side. That was my closest match. And he's, he's like an old guy. So I had a hard time finding him, but there was also another girl who is like a distant cousin that I found. And I messaged her on Instagram and she was like, I was like, Hey, you know, I matched with you on ancestry and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I also matched with this other person. Do you know who this person was or is? And she was like, yeah, that's actually my grandpa. And he lives with me. So I talked to him like one night he called me and we talked and we're sitting here trying to figure out who my dad is. And like, it was two brothers or Scott and Johnny. So he's like, it's either Scott or Johnny. And I really, I just honestly think it's Scott. I really honestly think that it's Scott because at that time frame, like, you know, he was kind of wild back then. Like, I feel like that. I feel like it's Scott. So I texted my mom and I was like, you, I just want to let you know, like, is my dad Scott or Johnny Parker? And she was like, where are you getting these names from? <laughs> and I'm like, I matched with Parker's on Ancestry DNA. So it is either Scott or Johnny Parker and they are brothers. And I need to know, you know, which one it is. And she was like, it's Johnny, it's Johnny Parker. So somehow, some way I found my biological brother through Facebook Yeah. and I messaged my brother and I was like, I know this sounds like absolutely fucking crazy, but I think I might be your sister and I need to talk to your dad. And that he thought it was like fucking spam. Like, Oh no shit. Like fake shit. So somehow, I can't remember how it all went down, but he called me. I think Johnny called me. My dad. My dad called me. And long story short, we got a DNA test, him and I. Like, I met him at dinner or at lunch with his girlfriend. It was his longtime girlfriend. So my biological brother, through my biological dad, his mom was killed in a drunk driving accident. And since then... My real dad has not got remarried, but he's been with this woman for like years, like 
over 10 years. He's been with over 20, I think he's been with her. So, um, he, they came and met me for lunch and we did a DNA, like our own DNA test. And it came back that he was my dad. And my mom has really dark hair and her mom, like they're Indians. Like my mom and her mom and their mom and everybody is like straight, like almost full Cherokee. Like my mom has long, dark hair. I mean, you know, my mom, she has long, dark hair. And here I am with just blonde hair, like out the middle of nowhere and when my real brother sent me pictures of my dad back in the day, he had like this bright blonde mullet. And I'm like, yup, <laughs> yup, that's my, that's my dad. So we did a DNA test. It came back that I was his kid. Of course your dad had a mullet. So, right. <laughs> right. Oh, that is so funny. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm a, a, like attracted to mullets now. It's Are you really? Daddy issues. Yeah. I oh, you're trash. God, I love, I love a you. I oh, love I a mullet. I fucking love you, but you're a trash. I love a mullet. So, um, we had a dinner one night at this point, I already have like fucking tons of kids. I have all of my kids. They're four. I have four kids. So, so this is recently then I was 27. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to dinner and it's my dad, his longtime girlfriend, her two kids, my brother and his wife, and then Scott, the other brother of my dad, yeah. the original guy. So we all go to dinner and everything's great. Well, after dinner, um, my biological brother and his wife asked to take a picture with my kids. And they take a picture with my kids. And then I get a picture with me and my brother. And then I get a picture with me, my brother, and my dad. Well, apparently, like, that pissed off the girlfriend. Like, pissed her off. She was like, didn't nobody want to get a picture of all of us and me and my kids? And I'm like, oh, that's I'm like, girl, women. After, after 27 years, I just found my fucking biological dad. Like, this is not your fucking time to shine, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is a big fucking deal for me. So we continue to talk or just like chit chat here and there. Well, my son's birthday. So that was like October. That was like in the middle of October when we first met for the first time. Well, that November, my son's birthday comes up and I invite them to dinner. We had like one big family dinner. So me and my kids were there. And then my brother and his wife got there. Well, my brother and his wife were like, I think they're divorced now, to be honest. But they were like trying really hard to have children and she could never get pregnant. So like when they got there, like. They were immediately attached to my kids from, like, the get-go just because they can't have kids. So when they got to the dinner, my brother and his wife went and sat next to my children. My children were, like, down at the end of the table. At the time, I was still married. So me and my husband were kind of, like, in the middle. My husband's family was at, like, the far end of the table. And my kids were down at the other end of the table. So the brother and his wife come in, sit with my kids. Then my mom gets there. And, of course, my mom's going to sit with her grandkids. That's just what she Was it awkward between your mom and him? Not really. This was the only time that they had been. So, was it a one night stand or a relationship? It was a one night stand. Okay, it was a one night stand. So, when they, which is why she didn't know to begin with. God, I'm gonna because have fucking kids out here, and I just this story is gonna happen to me, and I'm scared to death when at, it happens. At some point, it might. So, so my mom comes in. She sits down there with my grandkids, and my brother and his wife are down there. So they're all like chit chatting. Well, then. My dad and his wife come in and they sit kind of like in front of me. And, but apparently, like after the dinner, apparently they were really pissed off that, um, they were really pissed off that they, that my brother and my sister, or my brother and my sister in law sat down there with my kids and were like chatting it up with my mom. 
And so at that point, like I decided to completely just, I was like, look, this is too much drama for me because I already have a dad who, you know, loves me and has loved me since I was four years old. At this point, this is like entirely too, like too much drama. Like you were just a bonus in my life at this point. So if your girlfriend or longtime girlfriend or whatever is going to get so pissy all of the time, then I I mean, I don't need that because first you get pissy about the pictures and then you get pissy because my mom sat at the end of the table with her grandkids and your son and his wife happened to sit down there with the kids and they were chit chatting it the whole time at the dinner. Like, I don't, I don't need this shit. What uh? so is there any relationship now? No, none. And He's gonna fucking regret that one day, though. I I made a TikTok. There was a trend going around on TikTok right when I started TikTok. That was like, um, pretty much it was like, <clears throat> you know, I'm a mess in a dress, can't show up on time. I can't remember. Pretty much it was like talking shit, not talking shit, like not. It was a song, but at at the beginning you would show like a lot of people did their boy, like their ex boyfriend, then their now boyfriend, uh. and a lot of people did their. They're real dads and they're stepdads. Well, at first I did like my real dad and, and then it was like, and then I went to my, to my dad who I really called yeah. my dad, who is my dad. And he was extremely pissed off about it. Like you're at your biological. Yeah. He was extremely pissed off. Well, tell him he should have fucking been there. And that's what I said. And I was like, even in the like pictures that I put on the captions, like in the, in I, the, TikTok, I could under, I could understand though, like him not knowing. Him not knowing is one thing, but after the fact, he should have been there. You let your you let your now your your girlfriend get pissy about shit, and you didn't say, "Hey, like, look, you know, like this is this is my turn." Like this twenty seven years, I've had a daughter, and I didn't even fucking yeah. Know I, it. I don't understand that. Like it's your it's your time to back up. I've been with you for twenty years, woman. Like I'm I want to meet my daughter, and I want to get to know my daughter. My dad. <laughs> my dad has a daughter and I've we've met her twice. She's still on my Facebook. She comments on stuff all the time. Uh I don't know how much older she is than me. She's probably a good five to ten years older than me. I'm really not sure how old Adrian is. But uh my dad, I don't know the story between him and her mama and everything, but it has always blown my mind, me having kids, that whenever she has came down. Why he hasn't built more of a relationship with her, but I think it's, I think it's a way. I mean, after all that time, it's kind of hard. It, that's what I was saying. That's like, I'm a grown adult yeah. now with my own family. Yeah. I so think, I mean, I get it. I think every time he would look, everything. I'm not speaking for your dad because I don't know fucking that situation. But I feel like every time with my dad, it was kind of like resentment. Like he would think that she was resenting him every time. Yeah, like yeah, I, I could see that because I'm sure you were kind of that I way. I could see that, yeah. But I mean, I knew from the go go that my dad didn't know shit about it. Like I told you, like my mom. Yes, it is. I don't think my mom knew about it, and even him, like from the get go, he was like, "I'm so sorry." Like if I knew, like if I knew, if I knew, if I knew, and so I really, it's not like you think you're ever gonna regret y'all not connecting more. No, because I have a dad who has loved me and like been there for me since i was four years old yeah in my eye even when i met him in my eyes my dad is still my dad yeah see i have another daughter yeah you told me about yeah so it's kind of the same thing like when her mom skipped town and uh and everything like i don't have a relationship with them right now because well her mom and me just uh i don't know i don't know what her i think her mom thinks she's doing what's best but 
I'm extremely good to Gracie. And that's like my biggest attribute is I'm a good dad. I know I am. I mean, I can see that. From the outside looking in. But like, I'm taking her. If she wouldn't have moved so many times from different states, she'd already been to court and we'd already have custody. Not full custody. I don't ever... I don't ever want to take full custody. I don't, boy, people on TikTok do not fucking get that shit. Well, the thing, I understand, I understand as much as I hate this woman for what she's put me through the last four years, that she has been there the entire time. She has been a good mother. Every time you look at pictures and everything of them and their family, they look extremely happy. Mother, daughter looks like she is very well cared for. I would be a complete dickhead. If I went into a court and was like, look, just because I make more money and, and everything that she, no, I don't, I haven't earned that right. I ha, I have not earned that right. Now, if something went down between me and Gracie's mom, which it never will because Gracie's mom's a fucking saint. And then, I mean, she, you couldn't ask for a better baby mama. Um, I would do it with her because I've earned that right with Gracie. Luckily, that will never come up. Like, it'll never, ever will. But like, I haven't earned that right. But I still, I keep records of our like me sending them messages. Whenever oh, I keep everything. Oh, I do that way. Everything. I did it for the longest time. I don't do it anymore because I haven't made it in a while. But since I make t-shirts and all the shit, I used to keep. I would get. I would guess whatever size shirt Lila wore, and I would get one made for. Her. Mm-hmm. That way, one day I have a box of shit to give her. That every time I got something for Gracie, I got something for her. For her. So she'll never be able to say like, "Oh, Dad didn't want me to fuck around." Yep. Yes, he did. Just him him and your mother could not fucking see eye to eye. And, uh, but also, we live in a world of social media now. As easy as it was to find your dad a couple years ago, yeah, she looks just like Gracie. So, I mean, she's going to figure out real soon, like, mm-hmm. and then she's going to be like, oh, my dad's rich. It'll come out. Yeah, like, and she lives in Alabama, so she'll be like, fuck this place. I already know her. <laughs> I already, I, she's got to hate fucking Alabama. If, if, she, if she doesn't yet, I'll make sure that I make her one day. But um, so after that, I'm sure that had to be. I know you're a tough bitch and all, but I'm sure that whole situation had to take a toll. And it did kind of like it did kind of suck because, like I said earlier, like I already went through when I was growing up. I already went through the point where I felt like my my who I call my dad Bo. I felt like he put his wife and their kids before us. So, in my eyes, it was, again, another father figure that was putting his longtime girlfriend ahead of me and ahead of our relationship. But the the, be- the good thing about it was, at this point, I'm older now. So, like, when I was younger, and my real dad, my dad, I mean, my dad, Bo, who I call my dad, at this point, when I was younger, like, yeah, that it hurt, whatever. But now I'm older, and so when Johnny was, like, pretty much putting his little wife or longtime girlfriend ahead of me at this point, I can like, I no longer gave a fuck and was just like, yep, I don't need this shit. Like you're just not, you're not doing anything but adding toxicity to my life. And if you can't step back and say, Hey, my longtime boyfriend just met his daughter that he knew nothing about after 27 years. If you can't step back, like I, I just, I don't need that. And I already had a dad, so it's honestly I just wanted I just wanted fucking like medical records, like that's all I wanted. You wanted don't be a fucking hard ass. You I wanted know. more. There's no way you didn't. No, I, I mean, know it that- would have been. My dad has been a really good dad to me from the time that him and my mom started dating. Him and his like family has 
that that's my fa- that's still my family. Like they have been when him and my mom got divorced, he still paid child support on me. He never adopted me. I didn't have his last name. He still paid child support on me. He still got me every other weekend. In my eyes, that is my father that will always be my fucking father. And you can't tell me no fucking different. Well, I commend you for that. You I mean, will never tell me being able different. to pay, being able to give homage to who was actually there for you. I, I respect that. Yeah, you won't. T- you will not ever tell me any different. That is my father always has been. I don't care if his sperm may be or not. That's my fucking father. <laughs> well, shortly, I'm saying shortly thereafter because your your uh, your dark days got a little bit rough. Not long after that, I would think with the kind of spiral with the de- um, with depression and divorce and all that kind of stuff. Kind of want to talk about because me and you've been on the same road. That's your suicide attempt and what led to all that and everything. My my divorce. I felt like even though I was like I wanted the divorce and all of that, I still felt like a like a failure as a mom, as a wife. Like I felt like like I couldn't keep my marriage from failing. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? And then the anxiety of like I had never lived by myself. So right when I got out of high school, I moved to Tennessee because my girl's dad um I had I was dating the his name is Brian. I was dating him and he was starting med school in Tennessee. So right out of high school, I moved to Tennessee with him. And then I got pregnant shortly after. And um as soon as I like I we date so we split up in November of 2013. I lived with him from November 2013 until May of 2014. And I started dating my ex-husband in March of 2014. So while I was still living with my ex-boyfriend, I was dating my ex-husband. Oh, shit. Yeah, because we were in Tennessee in a town that we had no family. So literally, I would stay at home all day with the kids. He would get off work. When he came home from work, uh, food would be hot coming out the oven, and they would eat dinner, and I would go hang out with people that I had met in that town. And then our lease ended in May, and I moved directly out of his house into my ex-husband's house from Tennessee to back to Georgia. And hold on, where was I going with this? I was asking you how you ended up getting to kind of uh, oh yeah, your, so the anxiety, the anxiety of having to do everything alone freaked me out because I like I had never lived alone. I lived with the girl's dad, and then I moved out and directly moved in with my ex-husband, and then. Just the anxiety of doing it, like having four kids and living alone and being alone. It was it was a dark it was a dark fucking time. And all of my kids were at home and I took a rifle outside and he didn't give a shit. Like I literally walked out the door with a fucking rifle and he's like, see ya. And I shot that motherfucker off and moved it right in time. And so I just have a scar right here on my head and he didn't give a fuck. He didn't come out there like he did not give a single bug. And that kind of like hurt me, too, because even though we're getting a divorce, even though you don't love me no more, whatever, I'm still the mother of your kids. So you don't grieve the fact that the mother of your kids is hurting so bad that she wants to end her fucking life. But honestly, like I just needed to get a fucking like to get away from him. 
when I moved out and moved into my own home and moved away from my hometown, like I cannot express enough how fucking happy I am in life right now. And it doesn't have anything to do with the fucking money that I make or anything with that. Like I just literally surround myself with happiness. Like, well, you have to, you have one life. And if you are around people that are fucking joy suckers, all the time that just constantly take the happiness out of your life. And that's how it was with him. Yeah, I mean. It was just him constantly beating me down and telling me what I did wrong. And, like, I never got any praise for everything I did right. When you got up in the morning, like, your shit, well, your lunch was packed for you to go to work the next day. Your clothes was out. You know, you had a hot dinner that you came home to every night. Oh, well, I'm working fucking 12-hour shifts on the fucking ambulance and raising four kids. And you're a farmer, so you don't come home until... Eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, but yet you have a, a fucking hot plate. But yeah, all you want to do is fucking bitch about the shit that I do wrong. Like, yeah, that, it was never a thank you. It was never like I can't. I like it was never no kudos for wow you do so much for me and our family. Thank you. But all the time, like I'm not working, so I'm praising him constantly. You know, like thank you for like for keeping the bills up. Like he would even joke that he wore the same boxers all the time because I kept the fucking laundry like so. Clean, like up to date. Like, Fuck, my, come to my house. My laundry don't Holy pile sh- up. I'll kiss your ass. It's different daily now. For that. It's Fuck. different now that I'm single. But when I have a man, like my shit is up to date because I am like one of those older generation people. Like I feel like my man should be taken care of. You like, said the, man the is, fucking word that every man wants to hear. That the man is the head of the household. The woman takes care of the man. It is what it is. As long as the man is taking care of. The woman as well. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people now, if you said that to fucking feminists, they'd lose their mind. But that's what men want. And it's not because. But I, I feel like that's what makes you more feminine. Like, I it feel does. like that exactly. gives you more power. Like, no, it's the reason why our grandparents, our grandmothers got treated the way they did by our grandpas. It's because they took. Because damn they good acted care of like them. a fucking woman. Yep. I mean, I don't yep. mean to hurt anybody's feelings when I say that, but the most attractive thing. That a woman can do is act like a woman. When you start acting like you're the fucking boss and you keep trying to uh, demasculate men and everything, we live in a society now to where literally women think that it is cool to make a man feel less like a man. Agreed. There's nothing wrong with being proud to be a woman. There's nothing wrong to be, there's nothing at all. But don't start making your man feel like he's less of a a man. man. Because you want to act like a man. Mm-hmm. You want me to act like a woman? I'll and start acting like a fucking man, woman. that man mentality. Like, you know how I said before that, like, you know, I'm very alpha and I can take a man home and send him right out the fucking door as soon as he comes on my stomach and it's no big deal. See, why, well, you, why the fuck do you got to take it there? It's a good analogy. No, it's not. Just after they get done with the business, then they go home. When he comes on my stomach or my face, then he can leave. Fuck it. <laughs> This is why people love me. I mean, you no, 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 I like it. Or I not. like that you're saying it. It's just, uh, but at the same time, I'm gonna take care of my man. Yeah. Period. Like, I have a very alpha thing, like alpha mentality. I have a man mentality, but I also like it's a good mix of both. Because in this day and time, I do feel like you've got to have a little bit of that. Oh, it, there's no question. Women need to be tougher now and harder than they've ever been For sure. in history. But at the same time, too, please remain being a woman. For sure. Like, there's uh, one thing that pisses me off now when you talk about cancel culture and everything. There's so many women that get offended so easily when you are giving them a backhanded compliment. Like, if you walked in the door, or I made a TikTok. 
the other day, and it's like a good woman and a good dog are just as like. You keep them fed and you give them a quality bone every once in a while, and they'll never leave your porch. There was like 10, 15 women on the post or whatever. It's like, don't compare me to a dog. And it was like, bitch, if you knew how much I love my dog as a compliment. Well, I, like, I mean, men are dogs. We're constant. That's what well, women can't dish. They can't take it as much as they can dish it out because we compare men to fucking dogs. Like yeah. all y'all want to do is hump our leg. Like we can, yeah. we compare y'all to dogs. It just, it goes both ways. And people, I, I mean, yeah, you could sit here. I could go on and on for days about women these days because women are fucking lazy. I don't think that they're lazy. I think they expect more than what they should have to do now. Like, I think that what makes marriage, I think what makes marriage work is the idea that our grandparents had of marriage. The man would work and the woman could work too, but he would be man enough I mean, to pay the bills. I mean, is higher these days, so women have to work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I, and I'm not saying you should stay home. But back in the day, yeah. yeah, a man worked, a woman take care of the household and the kid. The man came yeah. home, comes home, gives his woman a lot, like, is so appreciative yeah. for the shit that she did during the day. And when there was a problem, they sat down and they fixed that shit. Yeah. They didn't give up and throw in the towel. They sat down, communicated like adults, and they fixed that fucking shit. That's and how it, it ought to fucking be. But they you worked. didn't have women back then not acting like women. Like you, you, I, I just don't understand. Like There's so many women that say, oh, I want a good man and, and all this good shit and everything now. But it's like, okay, well, don't you think he wants you to act like a good woman? Oh, what do you mean, act like a good woman? Because hold up. Okay, hold on. I'm very vulgar. Okay. Like, no, that's not what I mean. Okay, okay. Like, okay, some people are going to say this is sexist, but I think it's just reality. Oh, boy, here we go. No. If I go to work all day and I take care of the yard work and I take care of your vehicle when something's messed up or whatever, I do my, what do y'all call them, the honeydew list around the house, mm-hmm. then a man normally is going to expect for, hey, let's you're going to cook supper. But let me help you clean afterwards. You're gonna For do the sure. la- you're For gonna sure. do okay. the laundry, but I'll help you put it up. Okay. Like there has to be we're taught as kids that we have responsibility, we have chores around the house. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop when you get fucking married. No. Like you should have your list of things that you know you have to do. I'm sorry that you're a woman and you're associated she with these things. She shouldn't sit on her ass all day. No. And a lot of women do that. Like there's a lot my, of women. If I'm not working that house better be fucking spotless when you, my man comes home from fucking work. I'm telling you, my ex-girlfriend, one of the reasons why uh, we we not together is that's what she wants. She wants somebody to take care of her and to where she doesn't have to fucking bust her ass or do anything. Like, she doesn't want to clean or anything? I don't remember her cleaning. Of course, I, let's be real, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment at the time. But there really wasn't much to clean, and she never cleaned my house. But... I'm just saying there's some women out there that want to be Chick-fil-A moms. They want to take the kids to school, get Chick-fil-A, and then take their ass back home. Pick the kids up in the afternoon, get them Chick-fil-A again, and go back home in their fucking black Z71 Tahoe. No. Like, there's women that want to be like that. I see it, though. I mean, I see it. They think, but most women like that are women that have been through hard times and they want to come up. Most women that are like, you don't usually find a, a woman who has worked her way from the fucking yeah you, yeah usually the ones that have busted their ass worked at mcdonald's worked jobs that didn't want to work were servers and didn't want to be servers the women that are like are usually spoiled ass kids and yeah, the whose mom and daddy yeah, didn't took care, teach them yeah, how to live life. they want a man yeah, like that yeah. and i hate to tell you grown men don't fucking like that shit i mean who would i'm a grown woman i don't like that shit no, like no, i don't no. like to see that shit 
Fuck no. Now, if you're going to be in my life, you're going to fucking work, and I better work just a little bit harder than you mm-hmm. to make sure you are took care of the way. See, that's the that's the problem with feminism is I promise if there's a woman around me that's doing what she's supposed to, I'm going to work 10 times harder than I have to to make sure your money stays in your bank account. I'll pay the bills. When it's time to go to vacation and stuff, pay for that shit. Hold on. Let me ask you how you do bills. Like, okay, okay. So if you're married... Me, my husband and I never had joint accounts. Oh no, I'm having a joint account. No, I will. I can't do it. I will have an extra account that is just me and my money because you're not going to tell me how to spend my fucking money. But there will be an account that the bills, the mortgage, everything comes out of groceries, all this shit. I will pretty much give myself an allowance. But what about her? Okay, because look, I made a TikTok that was like when my man when my man spent all his money. And then ask me for money, and I say, no, I don't have any. And then pretty much the song was like, two accounts. So, like, I had one on the side that he didn't know about. And I think that half of that comes from when I I got divorced, like, I depended on my dad to help me with my deposit on a new house because I didn't have shit. So now, like, I will forever keep a separate account so that... If shit hits the fan, I'm not left high as fucking dry with nothing. The, the way that I look at that is I'm not going to tell you how to spend the money you make. You're not going to tell me how to spend the money I make. But there needs to be a third account. You have your own account. I have my own account. But there needs to be a third one that all of our bills go into. So before I blow money, I shouldn't blow. Or you blow money, you shouldn't blow. The I'm bills stu- are paid. The bills are paid. And then, and then whatever the fuck you want to do, you want to go buy some stupid shit off Amazon and there'll be a package at my door every fucking day, then go right ahead. As long as you didn't use our debit card for it. Like, you can't tell a grown person how to spend their money that they work for. If bills are paid, bills are paid. Go. I'm a gambler. I promise you, the first time I go somewhere and a woman that I'm with or whatever gets mad because I lose $5,000 a night at a casino, let me tell you. You can you can fucking kick rocks because I'm already mad as hell that I've lost five thousand dollars in a day. I mean, as long as the bills are paid, I don't care how much money you fucking lose. Yeah. But make sure the bills are paid first. Oh no, that's what they always got to be. Well, uh, I think this was a good one. I think this was a good one today. I think I it's a good. Piss. I'm about to piss in my pants. Yeah. So, uh, one more time before we get out here, drop your uh, drop your stuff, and then we're gonna say bye bye. Official dot Kylie dot Strick on Instagram and Kylie Strickland three on TikTok and OnlyFans. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for another good episode, and I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey.